What's good, YouTube? It's your boy Mike here. Episode number 194 was recorded this past Saturday on July 30th. Was going to drop it today, July 31st. Probably still will drop it. But I did want to say rest in peace to Bill Russell, who passed away today at the age of 88. Um, this will obviously not be in the episode as it was recorded yesterday, but I will talk about it in this week's episode as me and my guy Bink will be continuing our rankings and talking about the best running backs. Uh, on this episode, we talked about the best quarterbacks, but I'm not here to talk about that, man. I wanted to say rest in peace to Bill Russell, NBA legend, 11-time champion. We all know about the Mr. 11 rings. Um, just a pioneer, not just for the game of basketball, but for all of sports. And he was a humanitarian, a great man. Um, passed away at the age of 88. Just wanted to say rest in peace to Bill Russell. And you guys enjoy the episode. We'll talk about more on the legacy of Bill Russell during this week. And yeah, rest in peace to Bill Russell. Enjoy episode number 194. I've been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 194 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host. I am your guy, Mike Curry. I am finally back with another episode. Finally. I know it's been a long time, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. Uh, getting ready to get back into full swing of things, full motion. Uh, NFL season is right on the horizon. I uh, got to pick up where I left off last year. Me and my guy, Bink, we held it down and did like top. I think we got up to like tight ends. And I think we stopped. Yeah. But we're going to do, do all the position groups this year. I'll make it, I'll make it known. And this is really, it's really go time, honestly. So weekly episodes from here until February, because that is when the Super Bowl is. So it's a grind. NFL season is always a grind. Stuff I got going on here at Curry the Pot. Stuff I got going on at Andy Consulting. The Monday morning show, which I'm on weekly. So get ready and get used to at least two episodes a week starring a guy like Curry. And of course, you know, I might be on the Thursday show. I had like five appearances last year. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But before we get started, I got to introduce my guy. He is one half of the Play Through the Whistle podcast. No stranger to the show. Um, recurring member. He's like, can't even call him a guest star. He, he's always here, like every other episode. I'm going to just start it over. All right, what's, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm back. I'm All back. right, we're not starting over, man. Vink's here. Uh, he just had to, uh, who interrupted my show? Don't tell me it was your mom. It was my mother. We might have to talk about this. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. It's all love. It's all love. She, she interrupted me. But, but I heard defense. Good. I didn't oh, tell I was recording. But yeah, I've been good. Just been chilling. How it's you been? Good. I've been good, man. NFL season is here. We're almost here. Um, Hall of Fame game is next week. So well, let's get it. So well, today we're here to talk about the top 20 quarterbacks and a couple of honorable mentions. That's going to be our first position group. Then we're going to get into some other things. You know, got some extensions, got some NBA rumors going. Uh, Big, let's get into it, bro. So uh, let's waste no more time. Uh, your mom already interrupted like 15, 20 seconds. Of my time. Okay. All right. Um, honorable mentions, let's get it. Let's start with my honorable mentions. So this will be my 21st and 22nd quarterback in the league. And then my first honorable mention is Trevor Lawrence. I really like what he did his rookie year with minimal help around him. And my other honorable mention is the quarterback we just saw in the NFC Championship game, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm really curious to see where your list is going. That's messed up. All right. So my first honorable mention is Jalen Hurts. And he's um, right outside of there. And I got Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Then right after that would be Jared Goff. 
Oh. And that swings us into my number 20 quarterback. It is Jared Goff. Um, the difference for me between Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo, I think Jared Goff's just a little bit more tame. And maybe that goes with what's around him. I mean, yeah, he had a good offensive line this year in Detroit. How about let's go with he was the first overall pick when he was drafted? How about that? Well, he he was he was young and experienced. Got some time under McVay. And I think he actually learned a lot from McVay, and I think I saw that this year. I mean, he was more calm in the pocket, in my opinion. He's still accurate. I mean, he's not the best quarterback. At best, he's a game manager. He's number 20 for me. Yeah, these are so but honorable mentions that like number 20 was like so hard. Like I actually, I have my list written down on a sheet of paper, guys. Small sheet of paper. Um, my number 20, you probably have him a little higher. Um, but I got two of them. Um, he's my number 20. Not make I think my he list. has a chance to jump into at least the top 15 range, like like number 15 this year. Um, you know, with the abundance of weapons around them, you know, including Tyreek Hill, obviously, you know, got Raheem Mostert in there. Um, Chiefs Evans also joined this offense. Former um, Cowboy Cedric Wilson. <laughs> Cedric Wilson. So, you know, and, you know, Mike McDaniel um, uh, running the offense. You know, I think the sky is the limit. Only really issue I have is the offensive line. But I'm sure, you know, he's a smart enough guy, you know, get some, some play action boot with. No, they quite honestly had the worst offensive line in the league last year. Yeah, pretty bad. I don't think that's wrong, Armstead, but, you know, still not a lot of help. But I got Tua. Um, I mean, I think he's been solid, um, you know, in his career. But I, I can't, me personally, I cannot put him anything past 20 because I haven't seen a lot of success from him. And I just I just want to see more. Um, but I say this to say that he could easily be the 15 best quarterback. Can we do this list next year? Because I think he has the potential to be better than all these guys that have went to him. So I got Tua at number 20. Okay. Um, moving on to number 19. And number 19, I have. Mac Jones, quarterback of the New England Patriots. Um, I think he's solid. That's what I saw his rookie year. He's just solid. He didn't really have the greatest of weapons around him, but he's still able to get it done. Lead his team to the playoffs. Was very, very accurate his rookie year, and he's just solid. <laughs> I don't know what more to say about him. All right, 19 for me, I have James Winston. Mm. Uh, I, I really like what, what I saw from him up until he toward ACL, um, but I think I think Jameis has a chance to be really, really good this year. Um, you know, they draft, Saints drafted Chris Olave. Michael Thomas is finally going to play football this year. Um, I think the offense is going to be turned. I think the defense is going to play so well. The offense is going to have so many more opportunities that we'll be able to see, you know, Jameis Winston be highlighted some more. Um, so, I, you know, Jameis Winston has always been, you know, this is another guy that's number one overall pick. Um, but I think the Saints has been the best situation that he's been in during his entire career. Um, but I, I got him at number 19. All right. Um, moving on to number 18, I have new commander's quarterback, Carson Wentz. I'm a little bit higher on him than most. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little higher than you. Mm, and that's crazy because I know we had a little argument about this when he first got traded to the commander. <laughs> um I really like Carson Wentz. I mean, he does some things from time to time that are very sporadic and just, like, head-scratching decisions. But at the end of the day, he honestly has one of the more impressive arms in the league. And he just he just makes too many bonehead decisions for me to put him any higher. I mean, when you look at his base stats, you don't see that. I think he had, like, 22 touchdowns to, like, seven interceptions this year. But all seven of his, all seven of his interceptions were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you're either getting a great throw with Carson Wentz or a horrible throw, and it's just too much inconsistency for me to put him higher. 
Okay, cool. So at number 18, I have a guy you just had, and that's Mac Jones. Um, his overall solid QB. Uh, wasn't wild by him last year, but I wasn't disappointed by him at any means. Um, he was the best rookie quarterback last year. Yeah, you don't have a boatload of weapons, and they don't even have them this year either. So I just I just want to see more, but also I can't put him any higher because I don't know if that was the Josh McDaniels thing or is it like I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, Bill Belichick has an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. I don't know if he's going to. The Patriots potentially could be a train wreck this year. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's, I, I, I see it heading in that direction, but for that reason alone, I don't know if he was a product of Josh McDaniels or was it, I don't know. So I'm going to keep him here at 18 because he was good last year. Um, best with the QB, like you said. Um, you know, we you know we saw the, the Trevor Lawrence's, the Trey Lance's of the world, and Justin Fields of the world get drafted. So I, I got to put Mac Jones here at 18, nothing higher than All right, at 17, I have Titans QB Ryan Tannehill. And um, you can go ahead and say everything you're about to say because that's my 17 ranked QB. Let's go. Okay, okay. Tannehill, he's very... For lack of a better word, he's very mid. He doesn't really excel at anything. <laughs> he doesn't really excel at anything. But he's always just, like, there, you know? He's always just a solid quarterback. And um, I think that's what puts him over Carson Wentz for me is because Carson Wentz is just more inconsistent. And I feel like you get pretty much the same thing from both of those guys. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I just think – I still – I think Carson Wentz has a better upside. Yeah, yeah, he is, certainly does. Which is why I have him. At number 16. Um, what he did with the Colts was impressive up until that Jaguars game. I don't know what the hell that was. I don't know what it was for the whole Colts team. Like, Jonathan Taylor couldn't get nothing going. The defense looked bad. Everything just looked bad. But the scapegoat falls on Carson Wentz. So. Yeah, I mean, you're the QB. The team brings you in to win those type of games. And it's the Jaguars. I mean, obviously, you know, the Jaguars, they had nothing to lose. Um, yeah, and the Colts haven't finish. won in Jacksonville in the last six years. Yeah, so, I mean, trap game, essentially, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I think Carson Wentz, I just, I, I think he has more upside than Ryan Tannehill. That's strictly why I have him here. And I think the Commanders is a good fit for him. Even though I, I know I was angry and I raised when they first traded for him. Um, but, yeah, I got I got Wentz at 16. I couldn't put him any higher than well, yeah. Oh, yeah, 16. All right, you have Winston at 16. I have Jameis Winston at 16. Um, okay. I really like what I saw from Jameis before prior to the ACL injury. 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. All right, yeah, so like I was saying before I was interrupted, um, I really like what I was seeing prior to the injury for Jameis. 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Had the best red zone completion percentage in the league prior to his injury. Um, I think the year under Drew Brees really fixed And he put the Packers on front street with one. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. I think the year under Drew Brees fixed a lot of his inconsistencies, and I feel like he was just more accurate as a quarterback last year, and I think that's going to go a long way this year because you know how high I am on the Saints. Yeah, I think the Saints could potentially win the NFC this year. Uh, I think Ben Grease would be. Uh, 15, I feel like 13 through 15, we might have the same guys. But at 15, I got Kirk Cousins. Same. Um, So we're probably going to say the same exact thing. Um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, just – he, he's just he's just what he is. A good quarterback, um, not bad. Obviously, has his, his flaws. He's um, a high level game manager. Yeah, he's a, a high level game manager. I like that one. Yeah. So when he's on, he's on. But when he's bad, he's he's really really bad. Um, but 
I got I think he'll be good. Um Kevin O'Connell's coming over. He worked with him before. Um I think Justin Jefferson will have another monster here. But I, I like it like the cast. I just feel like he kind of grew still, you know, under Mike Zimmer in his whole regime. Um, so I think this Kevin O'Connell thing is going to be a breath of fresh air. But I mean, he's solid. The numbers are always there. Um, just a, he's just a good quarterback for me. I don't. Know. I do. I think the Vikings are kind of looking to replace him. They keep giving him these one, two. Yeah, years it's weird. Years. It's weird. It's weird how they do it because it's like he's. If the Commanders still had him, I think they would be a playoff team each year. And the Vikings are always on the cusp. So it's just, it's just weird. It's just they weird. they either win nine games or seven games every year. Yeah, it's weird. So I mean, it's like they haven't found a replacement for Kirk Cousins. You know, they don't pick high in the draft, and the QB doesn't really fall to them. So they're in this predicament. They gotta have Kirk Cousins running back each year. But shout out to my guy, man, former Washington QB. Um, he's made a lot of money. Uh, he might be the richest fourth round QB in NFL history, probably. I'm sure. I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. Uh-huh. Find our stats on that, but oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. That was, I know that was a program, but Kirk Cousins, man, keep getting them checks, my guy. Shout out to you, Kirk. Uh, but me and Big both got him. I think we both have the same guy at 14, too. Who Matt Ryan? Yeah, okay, <laughs> <All right. laughs> Matt Ryan was able to do a lot last year behind a horrible, probably the second worst offensive line in the league in Atlanta. Um, with minimal I was like the worst Falcons team. These the past two years of the Falcons were like the worst Falcons team we've seen in a while. Yeah, with minimal weapons too. I mean, not a great coaching staff. I mean, shout out Kyle Pitts. Uh, he's one of my favorites. I think he can be a superstar in the league for years to come. I think he could be like one of the best pass catchers we've seen. But um, you know, he didn't really have Calvin Ridley last year. Um, his main weapons were Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson. I mean, what more do you? Shout out to Cordero Patterson though. What more do you want him to do in that situation? I really don't know. And I think when he getting going to Indy is a breath of fresh air. He's going to have one of the goes from one of the worst offensive lines to one of the top tier offensive lines in the league. Um, you get Michael Pittman and pretty much nobody else. <laughs> but um, I mean, you still get Jonathan Taylor, so I think it's going to be solid. All right, thirteen. Who you got? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Me too. All right. Oh God, Brian's going to kill us for this one. <laughs> I like Derek Carr. Um, I like Derek Carr. I do too. I like Derek Carr a lot. Um, I feel like 13, 14, and 15 are interchangeable. Um, they can be because I don't think, so. I think Derek, I think no, Derek Carr is a tier above these guys. He, all right, he might be a tier, but I feel like it could be interchangeable. But I mean, Derek Carr, I, that last year of Derek Carr was the most impressed. He impressed me the most out of any season. Because there it was, was so much BS. Wrong. We had the John Gruden BS. Um, we had the Henry Ruggs BS. We had the um, Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett stuff. Um, it was just a lot of turmoil going on. And Derek Carr was just that constant leader. He his leadership was amazing last year. And that obviously that's what you want from your QB, but he had you know different dudes, you know, Brian Edwards. Um, you know, his Sean weapons weren't the best either. Say that again. I said his weapons weren't the best either. Darren Waller was the best left either. and right. Darren Waller uh, missed a lot of time. Um, he had Deshaun Jackson come in midseason. Um, it was just a lot. And the Zay Raiders, Jones. Say that again. Oh, Zay, Zay Jones. Shout out to Zay Jones. Um, it was just a lot going on with the Raiders, and I, I, I didn't I didn't know what they were going to look like. 
for lack of a better term, we thought they were going to be a complete shit show last year. Yeah, and I had them going three and fourteen. Mike had them finishing fourth in their division. It was <laughs> it was supposed to be bad for the Raiders last year, but Derek Carr for the Raiders. And despite all the adversity, that one constant that they had was Derek Carr and his leadership. And I have to put him here at thirteen because he's he's not touching our twelve guys. So. Derek Carr has that dog in him too. Yeah, shout out to Derek Carr, man. I got a dog right here. Uh. At number 12, me and Mike both talked about this before the podcast because I didn't know if we were going to include this guy on our on our list. And he missed all of last season due to some off-the-field issues, and it's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, the football player, is probably a top-four quarterback in football. Yeah. But like I said, he didn't play last year due to some off-the-field issues, and I can't really have him higher. I think the top 11 guys are kind of – And we don't know how much he's going to play this year, if at all. Yeah, yeah. And I think the top 11 guys are the real 11 elite quarterbacks in the NFL. I think there's tiers in between them, but I think they're all they all could lead their team to the playoffs each and every year. Year and year. Who you got at eleven? I gotta hear this. <sighs> eleven is a guy who I've been called a hater of on Twitter. I've gotten into arguments about this guy a little bit, and it is Joe Burrow, the quarterback who just let us. I play. got him at eleven too. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with Joe Burrow. Like I want. I feel like when I say this, people think I'm thinking like, oh, I'm hating on Joe Burrow. I just don't like the Bengals, yada, 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 yada. It's nothing wrong with Joe Burrow. And I see the argument for him being top 10. I just have him a little bit outside because I think these other guys do more with less, if that's the case. I mean, Jamar, I mean, Joe Burrow has probably the best receiving core in football with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, nobody else in the NFL or nobody else above him. I mean, they yeah, might have like, Joe Mixon. Yeah, Andrew Mixon. They might have one guy, but they don't have like four guys who could probably get you 100 yards each and every game. And um, yeah, I get his offensive line isn't that good, but he was getting the ball out so he quick. Some the, this year too. He was getting the ball out so quick because the weapons were getting open so quickly. Especially Jamar Chase, he had multiple 200 yard games. Uh, yeah, and Joe Burrow, he's a really accurate quarterback. Doesn't really possess the legs. Uh, I don't think I got much more to say about Joe Burrow. Yeah, I like him though. Uh, I like what I saw. Um, it's they, they were the Raiders last year without the turnover. Like they just surprised the hell out of everyone. They um, were winning every single playoff game by like three, four points. It was it was crazy. They were they were last year's Cinderella team. I don't think this year they'll be catching people off guard. I still think they'll be a good team though. Um, but Joe Burrow, let's talk about him. I'm I'm still not that high on Joe Burrow. People could call me a hater or whatever. I don't care. He. I was impressed by some of the stuff he did, but the Bengals should not have been in the Super Bowl season. last year. Huh? I was impressed in the regular season. Yeah, regular season was impressed. The Bengals should not have been in the Super Bowl last year. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I, and, 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 and not to mention, people had been winning the Super Bowl. But, like, Joe Burrow was good last year. He was cool. This is one of those situations where I want to see more. You know how I do this by a lot of players. And 11 is good. That, that's the, um, you know, top third of the game. I do know how you do this. You were yelling at me last year for having A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson inside my top 10 because you wanted to see more. Well, Justin Jefferson's in my top, what, three or four this year, so, or five, whatever. But um, Joe Burrow, I need to see more. Um, you were hell of a, you were impressive your rookie year, but coming off that injury, I was super impressed. I still just want to see a little more because I, I still think that the Bengals were frauds last year. Yes, they went to the Super Bowl. It might sound crazy. I think they were frauds. They, they, they won the Raiders game on the last play. 
They won the Titans game on the last play. They won the Chiefs game on the last play. Oh, that stuff is not going to repeat itself, bro. It was an amazing run. Taking and they had the Ravens get hurt. They had the Browns completely fall, and they had to beat out Big Ben. And they only won that division by a game. I have nothing else to say about it. But, yeah, um, shout out to Burrow, though. But here's the top ten. And at number 10, I have the guy who just got his new deal in Kyler Murray. We got the same freaking number 10? <laughs> all right, bro. All right, bro. Now, let's just do this, bro. Who's your number nine? Is it that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> bro, this is my list, bro. This is my list. You can't oh really see it. Where is it at? Oh, my God. That, man. You see it? That right there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, but let's talk about Kyler Murray. He just got a new contract. I definitely right. want <laughs> This same 15 through <laughs> this is hilarious, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Kyler, he just got a new contract. I think he absolutely deserves it. Um, I don't think he's a fraud, I think more because Kingsbury's a fraud because I know there's a lot of fraud talk with Kyler. But, um, I think he's a solid quarterback. He's just a little for you know, he's just a little short, you know, he can't really throw over the middle, can't really see over his <laughs> offensive lineman. But outside the numbers, he's amazing. But if he can complete that full game together. I think he could be as high as like I don't know, like six, seven on my list. Absolutely, I agree. Um, shout out to Kyle Murray. Um, I got a sound man called the Little Feet. Um, he's a baller. Uh, the fact that that film thing came out is bothersome to me. <laughs> like, bro said he barely watched his film. He just goes off of like instincts and stuff. I'm a little concerned. Yeah, some good instincts. Yeah, he got some amazing instincts, and I think that comes with just being him being, you know, the stature he is. It's like you kind of just gotta go on the fly. Everybody, this is the NFL, buddy, and what you've done so far is impressive. And I want to see what you do while the offense is suspended, while Hollywood Brown usually gets hurt with ankle injury. You know, I know that was your your guy in college, but I want to see more of Kyler Murray. Um, but he has been impressive, and the new deal definitely deserved. I just. It's not my guy LeBron to get the bag too. But yeah, Colin Murray number 10. And now I got my guy to the right of me right here. His jersey's right here. I got Dak Prescott. Um, he's my quarterback. Um, he's a solid QB. He can stand in the pocket. I think he possesses more legs than Joe Burrow. Um, I think him and Joe Burrow are actually like very similar players. I think they have like similar stature, similar accuracy, similar arm strength. I just think I just like the legs Dak provides, and that's why I have him over guys like Kyler and Joe. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and also, the team every single time he goes down kind of falls. That is true. That's it's very true. Uh, so at number nine, I have Dak Prescott as well. Um, I really want to see what Dak does. I know um, him and Amari Cooper had amazing chemistry, and he's no longer with the Cowboys anymore. Um, he's developing great chemistry with C.D. Lamb. Um, we saw what he did with Cedric Wilson, who was also departing too. Um, I just I, Dak is a good quarterback, and the Cowboys—they're on pace to consistently just win the NFC East um, because they have the best quarterback in that division. And I feel like if you're consistently winning the division, then your QB has to be a top ten quarterback. Mm-hmm. It kind of correlates a little bit. Um, but Dak, you know, is a great leader. Um, I agree exactly what Bink said about um, when Dax hurt, the Cowboys are a disaster. Um, they really are. 
Um, but I'm just excited to see. One thing I, I would like to see that get that a lot of other quarterbacks have been afforded the opportunity is to just get a great offensive mind and a great head coach. I like Kevin Moore. I think he's solid. But you look at the Mahomes and uh, and the Justin Herberts and Lamar Jackson. You look at these, these other quarterbacks, even Kyler Murray. You know, we got the, the offense was built around Kyler Murray. I would just like to see that get in a situation where the Cowboys get you know a great offensive coordinator because he never really had a great offensive coordinator. I would just like to see him get a, get somebody like that, just somebody that could just. Like a Kyle Shanahan type, hey, just man. just somebody that after this season we're getting Sean Payton. So I would, I can see it. <laughs> I would like to see that get afforded the same opportunity as like a Matthew Stafford as far as an offensive mind because we saw it. I feel I feel like Dak still has another level that he can tap into, but I just feel like he had Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy and you know Kellen Moore, whatever you want to do with him. I think he's solid, but I don't think he's brilliant by any means. Like, he didn't even get a head coaching job, so he can't be that brilliant. Kellen Moore has that Cliff Kingsbury syndrome, and when his offense gets figured out towards the end of the year, he doesn't really have a backup plan. I agree. So, I would just like to see that under... I would just like to see him with a a, a better offensive mind leading the charge and a better head coach. But, you know, that's my opinion, and because I think that could be a little bit better, but... I, but I feel like that's part of it. Coaching definitely matters when the great players want to be coached. But we got Dak in number nine. So Number eight. Jalen's going to kill me for this. I have new quarterback of the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, here at eight. I mean, I can I'm see. i me and Big do not have the eight best QBs. <laughs> uh, my eight is his seven. I can see him as high as six. But when I look at Russell Wilson, I look at a quarterback who, I mean, he was great. And I think he's kind of, like, been on a decline the last two years. Um, he's had weapons like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who he's been consistent with. Um, it's not really gripes in his game. It's just that, like, when he gets to the second half of the season, his body kind of slows down a little bit. And we kind of see, like, more flaws in his game than we thought. Like, in that playoff game two years ago against the Rams, he just looked embarrassing. And um, he was throwing picks on screen passes and everything. Like, if Russell Wilson's a great mind. But the last two years, he just kind of slowed down a little bit, and I don't really know why. I hope he could get some type of resurgence in Denver, although I don't know if that's going to happen. Okay. Uh, number eight, I have your seventh uh, best QB, um, and I have Matthew Stafford. I'm not sure what I had him at last year, and I don't want to take anything away from Matthew Stafford and what he just accomplished because everybody knows that the Rams are probably my second favorite team because of my mom um, and all of the other players that they have. But – I can't just throw him over Russell Wilson just simply because a couple of years ago, I had Russell Wilson as my second best QB after Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not about to drop him all the way below Matthew Stafford just because Matthew Stafford won a ring and Russell Wilson already did that. Even though the defense, even though they were led by the defense when Russell Wilson got his um, got his first ring. So, you know, but I just, I can't just say that Matthew Stafford's a better QB than Russell Wilson. I can't say that. Russell Wilson, I man, he got DK, but he don't got no, he don't have no Sean McVay. You know what I'm saying? You don't got that. Um, so it's nothing against Matthew Stafford, like I said. Yeah, Sean McVay acquired him. The Rams acquired him and they won. So yes, he is in the elite eight of quarterbacks because of that. But I don't know where I had him last year. I'm pretty sure I probably had him eleven to fourteen range somewhere, but I gotta go back and listen. But I'm not bothered to elevate him. 
over Russell Wilson just because he's going to ring. I don't think he's a better quarterback than him. That's just that's how I feel on him. So yeah. At seven, I have a guy I've been very, really high on, and that's Matthew Stafford. You know, immediately once he got traded last offseason, y'all was well, not y'all, but like people were saying that I don't know if he's that much of an upgrade over Jared Goff, this, that, and the third. And I was sitting here like Matthew Stafford's close to a top ten quarterback than y'all than y'all want to think. Um, he has a great arm, one of the strongest arms in the league. He was one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league down the stretch last season. And I think it's what's down the stretch that really showed me. He was able to put together those four consistent games you need to win a Super Bowl. Earlier in the season. It was an amazing run. Earlier in the season, he was might have been throwing a, like interceptions left and right. He was close to leading the league in interceptions. But I think that comes with being with Sean McVay. It was a, it was the first year in a new system. And I think when he got to learn the system and fully embraced it, he looked great. He looked like a top five quarterback, in my opinion. And that's why I have him at seven. I'm not mad at it. I'm really not. Because it was, it was this was hard for me. And I was like, and part of it was like, I'm not about to have to, because I knew I knew our orders were going to be similar. So for the sake, I, it would be too boring. We can't agree. So, yeah. Uh, so you, what was that? That was number seven for you? Yep. Okay, six, I believe we have the same guy, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Got Lamar Jackson here. Um, he's absolutely electric. Um, the Ravens still have yet to put the right amount of talent around him. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you would think for as good as a guy Lamar Jackson is, the office would get catered around him, but it just simply doesn't. <laughs> I don't get it. And it, and it's because he gets he takes a lot of blame and he takes a lot of heat, but the Ravens have yet to do what other teams have done. Like, let's build around him. He's on his rookie deal. Now it's time for him to get paid. So, and I'm mad at him because he won't accept whatever deal y'all want to throw at him. Lamar Jackson is incredibly valuable to the Ravens. And I don't know where the Ravens will be without this guy, to be totally honest. Yeah, when he when he got hurt, the Ravens went 0-6 without him. That just includes... Lamar Jackson might be the most valuable quarterback in the league, and I don't think that that's a hot take. And that includes a loss to the Bears, who were not good last year. That includes a loss to the Packers, which they were in the game the whole time. I mean, the games were competitive, don't get me wrong. It was losses. It was close losses to the Packers, close losses to the Rams, close losses to the Bears. But those are all games, if Lamar Jackson is in those games, they win those easily. We've seen that this man was down like 25-3 to on a Monday night against the Colts, a team that's just going to run the ball and pound you. And um, you know what he did? He put yeah, the team on his like back. 500 scrimmage yards. He put the team on his back. He had over 500 scrimmage yards and won them that game. Like, Lamar Jackson gets so much flack, and I don't get why. I mean, he, the Ravens played Kansas City this year. You know who won in the game? They won it on Lamar Jackson's legs. They, they did. They were out pissed. They, they, they won that game with Lamar Jackson's legs. I mean, even the game they lost early in the season, week one to the Raiders, I wouldn't have put that on Lamar Jackson. He was under constant duress the whole game. And he still went to overtime with a team that, that was made the playoffs. That's when I figured out that Max Crosby was a, a freaking baller. Uh, yeah, Max Crosby's top five edge rusher, but that's another story for another day. But, um, yeah, like I'm saying, Lamar Jackson gets so much hate, and I don't understand why. He is the best rushing quarterback we've ever seen. And I think there's tears, and I think Lamar Jackson's in the tier of his own. I even have, like, Kyler under, like, Kyler, like, this far under him, Jalen Hurts this far under him. I think Lamar's in the tier of his own rushing wise. I mean, passing, he's he's solid. He's good. He can make all the passes, even though people say he can't. I mean, if any other quarterback had Rashad Bateman and 
Marquise Brown and just Mark Andrews, I don't think their numbers would be as bad as Lamar Jackson's. Totally agree. Um, I hate to say it, but I think we have the same top six. So I'm going to read you my top six. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, and Tom Brady. Yep, that's the same exact top five I have. So um, I can see arguments for some of these. I can see people saying Tom over Justin Herbert. Yeah, I went, I went back and forth between that one and Josh Allen and Aaron Yeah, yeah. I watched football last year, and I can – Tom Brady is not making those throws in that Raiders game to Justin Herbert. <laughs> I don't think exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Tom is a beast. <laughs> Tom- that was the moment. That was that was the defining moment when I said, "Okay, is he better? Can, can, can someone else do that?" And I said, "No." And let's not forget that Tom Brady was getting put on front street in the NFC. Was that NFC Championship? Or was that the division? That was the division. Right? Divisional. Yeah, they were getting smoked, and then <laughs> they were smoked. But yeah, and Herbert. I mean. This guy, he rolled out right, just like stopped on a dime, made like a 75-yard pass deep down the field in the Giants game. Herbert's amazing, and um, I'm mad that I was ever skeptical about him. I'm like yeah, really I was too. skeptical I about was him. Too. And um, like Mike was saying, Rodgers over Allen's the other thing. Josh Allen really went out here and put up nine touchdowns and zero interceptions and probably played the most perfect playoff two-game stretch I've ever seen. Against. And Rodgers played another horrible game against the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, and I get it. Rogers the back to back best receiver. I get it. Rogers is the Rogers is the back to back MVP. I get it. Putting him two, even putting him one, but Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes just do do things that I don't think Aaron Rodgers could do. I think they're both better rushers than him, and I think all their arms are similar. And I think Patrick Mahomes is the undisputed best quarterback in the NFL. No questions asked. Okay, so I know a lot of talking heads talk on like TV shows. Uh, so. Why, why do you think that there's an argument for Patrick Mahomes to not be number one? Because I think he's the best QB by far. I have Patrick Mahomes top five all the time if he gets tired today. Uh, I think the argument for Patrick Mahomes being one is might be his weapons and his coaching around him. Mm-hmm. But still, at the end of the day, Josh Allen, Aaron, I mean, Josh Allen might be able to do what he does, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers doesn't hurt Tom Brady could do exactly what Patrick Mahomes does. I mean, this man rolls out right, throws the ball 50 yards down the field to Tyreek Hill like half the game. Like, I don't think many people can do that if anybody can in the NFL. I saw Patrick Mahomes play live this past year, and the, I feel like the Chiefs were playing with their food in the first half of that game. But in the second half, it just flipped. I was like, oh, my God. It was like the Warriors in the third quarter. I was like, oh, my God. Like, we're making every throw. There was even a dead play. And I know you and Jalen watching. There was a dead play. He ran around in the backfield and then just threw it. I said, oh, my God. I said, oh, what? I have to pull, I have to actually watch the game again to watch that because I was just like, what? Like, it was a flag on the what, bro? And he's been my guy for a while. Y'all know I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I said on the 2017 NFL Draft preview that I thought he was going to be a star. I said it. I didn't think he would be this, obviously. I don't think anyone could foresee this, but he's clearly the best quarterback in the league. I know he lost Tyreek Hill, but I don't think we'll see a huge drop off of his production. I think, if anything, losing Tyreek Hill. Anything you want to add? I think if anything, losing Tyreek Hill for Patrick Mahomes is going to be slightly 
better for the narrative about him. And I think it's going to be a big reason and factor of why I, I think he can and possibly will win the MVP this year. I like that. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert to be MVP over him this year. But I'll be putting money down all three of them. My, my top two guys are... Uh, let's move on. My top two guys for MVP are Mahomes and Lamar. Lamar, too. I feel like you can always make that argument because I feel like he's the most valuable quarterback to the team. Uh, let's move on to a couple of contract extensions. Then we're going to talk about um, um, uh, NBA. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about uh, Kyler Murray's extension. I feel like we touched on it briefly, but what did you think about it? You thought it was Jeff? Is that her? What do you think about it? Um, I think it's something that needed to be done. Gotcha. This team would, in my opinion, would be horrible without Kyler. So I think it's something that needed to be done. Um, I like the fact that it wasn't fully like a fully guaranteed contract, like how Deshaun Watson's is, because him and Deshaun Watson have the same exact deal. The only thing is that Watson's is fully guaranteed, and it gives the Cardinals more leverage to play with in the future. Even though I don't think they're going to be able to make this great team around him because they couldn't even do that when he was on a rookie deal, but. Yeah, I think it needed to be done. I'm glad Kyler got his money. The The contract clause about the um, watching film stuff was a little weird, but it's out of the contract now. So, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see Kyler play in the desert. <laughs> yeah, just let the people know he signed for five years, 230. And, uh, yeah, good payday, man. Good payday. Man. Uh, and I, like Bing said, I don't know where the car will be without him either. Um, DK Metcalf also just got a contract extension. Um, the details were pretty similar to Terry McCoy's uh, extension, three years, 72. Um, I thought he deserved it. I mean, he's been, his his physicals are one of one. His physical tools. Like, I think I would compare it to like Julio. He came faster than Julio when he was in his prime, but the guy's a physical freak. Um, would I like to see him become a better route runner? Yes. But, I mean, the Seahawks, they just got rid of a, a mainstay in their franchise. They had to give the money to somebody. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and DK deserved it. Well deserved for DK. I hope people say I'm going to get his money, too. And the thing I like for DK about this contract is that it's only a three-year deal, so he's going to hit he the can, he market can, he again. He's going to hit the market in his prime. Yeah, when he's 25. That is that, beautiful. That's scary. <laughs> that's scary. That's scary. That's scary. That's scary. DK on the open market at 25. Rest of the NFL, you guys got three years to get your money. <laughs> I'll say that. So let's move on to some NBA. Uh, Bank, I really want to talk to you about this. Um, I probably, if honestly, if you weren't a Celtics fan, I wouldn't even talk to you about this. Or I wouldn't probably wouldn't talk about this at all. Like, if I wouldn't by myself, I might touch on it. But you know, NBA, I don't, I don't really care about it right now. It's kind of dead. Um, but the rumor that came out this Monday was. Kevin Durant um, to the Celtics could possibly be a thing. Um, a guy that would be the centerpiece of the trade for the Boston Celtics would be Jalen Brown. So what do you think about the Celtics potentially acquiring um, Kevin Durant? Just what's your feel on it? How do you feel about the rumor itself? Um, what do you think? Okay, so see, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. And it's mainly because we were just there we were just in the finals and it's not like we were some team the Celtics were up let me baby, I'm sorry to cut you off the Celtics I said this the other day the Celtics were up 2-1 in the NBA finals a game four on their home court 
I watched that game four, and we saw Steph Curry happen. Okay. Wait, Steph did I watch Curry that with you? Huh? Wasn't the game? Oh no, that was game. That's, that's, no, that was the game. Oh, okay. That was it. Game four. Me and Jerry were I was watching it. Steph Curry happened. The Celtics, and it was a close game. Yeah, we were up like by eight with like four minutes left. Game. It was a close game. So the Celtics could have potentially went up three one in the NBA Finals. They were up two one. They stole a game. Stole game run at the at the um, Chase Center. And Warriors tied it up, and in Game Three they hammered the Warriors. And in Step Four, Game Four, Steph had a legacy game, and the game was freaking close. The Celtics just played horrible down the stretch. They were chucking up threes. It was disgusting. But I wouldn't make the trade either if I were the Celtics. But go ahead. Okay, but cut you off. I had to get out off my chest. But that's my only talking point about this trade. Let me write real quick. And it's not like we had no Mickey Mouse run to the finals. We literally beat Kevin Durant and quote-unquote exposed him and swept him. Then we went on and played the back-to-back MVP, former NBA champions, Milwaukee Bucks. Reigning NBA champions. Reigning NBA champions. Yeah. Beat them. No, they didn't have a team, but it still went seven. Yeah. It still went seven, and Jason Tatum had signature to game six. 46 in game six, yep. And then... In the next series, we went ahead and played the Miami Heat. And I understand. The series went to seven. But we were up 3-2 on them. We were kind of playing with our food in that game six, and I get it. And I just don't think Kevin Durant fixed our Oh, was the Jimmy problem. Butler game? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler happened. <laughs> I don't think Kevin Durant fixes our problems. Like you said, we were up 2-1 in the finals. I don't think KD fixes our problems, especially if we have to give up Jalen Brown, possibly Marcus Mark. Marcus Mark and Derek White. And like three, four first round picks. And I just don't think it's smart mortgaging our future for a 30 for a guy who's gonna be making $52 million in his age 37 season. Like, Father Time has never lost a battle. And I don't think it's gonna start stop with Kevin Durant. But like I said, we just made the finals. We have the future and the present right now. We could still compete with Jalen Brown. I don't know why we're acting like we weren't just in the finals. Like if we were this perpetual like seventh AFC stuck in mediocrity. I get it. Make the trade for Kevin Durant 10 times out of 10. But we were just in the NBA Finals. We had the greatest in-season turnaround ever. I don't know why we don't think this momentum can go in next season. And we can just have a great season with our guys. I mean, we it's not like we didn't make any moves this offseason either. We added guys like Malcolm Brogdon. And I think this team is already significantly better than it was last year. But if we do make the trade, it's not like the team's going to get worse by any means but i just like it better keeping our guys keeping the camaraderie i feel like we're building something and it seems good listen okay my take on this oh another another take i have this kevin durant is 33 he'll turn 34 in september i get it kevin durant has been he's an amazing player um a future hall of famer and all that but that, that age thing is concerning to me because he's been he's been getting hurt over the last couple of years um, last year he missed time. Um, year before he missed time. Um, is he going to get any healthier going forward? You know what I'm saying here. When you get older, you heal slower. We saw this with the Lakers, literally. So, I, I, I mean, I get it. Kevin Durant's amazing. This was like three years ago. I said making trades. You know what I'm saying? But, but I, I, he's he's going to be 34 in September. I know you can still play. You know, well into your 30s. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant was good at this age of his career. LeBron James is still great. He's still amazing. But 
I just don't know. I, I don't know if I want to gut my team, per se. You know, Jalen Brown was the Celtics' best player in the final two machines. And Marcus Smart is obviously the, the leader. He's Mr. Celtic, you know what I'm saying? And no, don't have Marcus Smart on the shirt, but this is Dennis Rodman. But he, he, I feel like Marcus Smart is the guy that deserves to play for the Celtics his whole career. The only good side if we make this trade is that this guy gets more opportunity. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I bought him that jersey, y'all. I enabled him. I enabled him. Would you got any other comments on the trade before I hop in the local news and close this out? Uh, no. All righty. So, local news um, for all my current and pot listeners. I used to do this every episode in the very beginning. Don't really know why I stopped. Yes, local news just happened to get slow one day, and I stopped. Uh, for local news, um, the MLB trade deadline is still um, not not approached yet. It's August 2nd. Um, but Juan Soto, um, national outfielder, has been in trade talks. Um, after declining a 15-year, $440 million extension. That's still insane to me. That's, a, that's, that's still insane to me. What? Declining. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I get it. It's baseball. It's no salary cap. But that's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. But when you break down 15 years, the 440 is like $29 million a year. So I get it. I, and if it was me, I would have gave him like 12 years, 440. But, I mean, I get it. He's already reached a lot of success in his young career. Um, won a couple of batting titles. I think Silver Slugger twice. No, it's not batting titles, but Silver Slugger twice. Um, obviously, was a World Series champion on that championship team a few years ago. But he's only 23 years old. Um, there's a lot to like out here. You know what I'm saying? And he, he's probably, when he, when he gets paid, he's probably going to have the highest contract. Mike Trump currently holds him right now. But it's just a nasty situation because the Nationals are the worst team in baseball right now. Uh, so that's local news with baseball. Uh, moving on, Commanders, Ryan Kerrigan signed a deal yesterday to retire as a member of Washington. He is their franchise leader in sacks, but he did retire four and a half sacks shy of 100. And he didn't get a sack last year when he played for the Eagles. Um, but shout out to Ryan Kerrigan, talking to B. Jones this morning. Ryan Kerrigan is a top five player in my lifetime for Washington, for that franchise. We were going over this morning. I mean, when you break the record for most sacks for a franchise, you gotta be, you know, high in some way, shape, or form uh, with 95 and a half. Um, but he's up there with Brian. I mean, he's up there with himself, probably. Clint Portis, um, Sean Taylor, Kirk Cousins. People may hate that, but Kirk Cousins, um, he, was, he was the QB for quite some time. Um, Santana Moss is up there as well. Trent Williams, Chris Samuel, guys like that. Um, Ryan Kerrigan is a top five player in my lifetime for Washington. Um, but congrats to him on a great career. Um, I wish you would have got to 100 sacks. Uh, but shout out to Ryan Kerrigan. Um, I don't think I have any Wizards in the news. Um, I know they're interested in KD. Um, don't have any Capitals either. And I think that is it. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, one day everybody can continue love and support. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry, and I am signing out. Episode number 194 is done. Football is almost here. I will be back weekly. Me and Vic will break down running backs next week. Hopefully, we have something else to discuss along with that. But until next time, guys, I am out. Episode number 194 is done. Peace. <laughs>